0: welcome to nausea reviews this is brian your host and today we're going to talk about graveyard shift stephen king rendition movie rendition whatever I said that stupid but you know what i mean the short story is pretty good for a short story now, i'm a favorite from tales from the night shift series but it's up there I think The Fall might be my favorite, if that's the name of the one I'm thinking of, with the hayloft jumping into a hay pile. If you've read it, you know what I'm talking about. But that's beside the point, because we're supposed to be talking about Graveyard Ship. So, while there's some good acting going on in this movie, I don't recognize anybody except for Brad Dourif, because who doesn't recognize Brad? He's called the Exterminator in this movie, but I'm just going to call him Brad, because Brad's a shorter word than Exterminator. But... He's Charles Lee Ray, Chucky, and all the Chucky movies that aren't a remake, and in the TV show. He's also in Alien Resurrection, talking about how the one xenomorph is a beautiful, beautiful butterfly. And we won't spoil the rest of that scene, but I've always liked Brad. He's probably the best character in the Halloween movies by Rob Zombie, for sure, 100%. And in uh anything else he's in, really. I can't think of any other ones off the top of my head other than The Exorcist 3, but I haven't seen the exorcist 3 so i didn't really want to use it i need to see it i've been told i need to see it but brad's character isn't in the book actually most of the characters in this movie aren't really in the book even some of the named ones don't even matter because the short story's so fucking short i was like why the fuck would you make a movie about this but i feel like they built out the story before the short story starts pretty well and they change the end of the whole entire story which they keep some of the imagery, so that's fine. I think they only had enough budget to do one practical effect, and this movie was before CGI was a thing, or at least not good or prevalent. So instead of having a bunch of abominations, we kind of get one. Spoiler, by the way, whatever. You know, there's a giant monster in the first scene, so it's not really that much of a spoiler. I mean, a monster. I mean, a rat. This movie's about rats, you guys. So it's. It's on par with Pet Cemetery as far as quality, I guess. It's pretty close. The actors are fine. They're good. I some of the stupid shit they say is cuz of writing, not cuz of the actor, but other than that, I think they're pretty good. The guy that plays Hall is a more stoic guy. He seemed that way in the book. They perfectly cast and did everything with Mr. Warwick, the guy that runs the mill where this story takes most of The short story takes all of its place at the mill. This movie doesn't, but most of it's at the mill. And Warwick is perfect. Whoever played him is awesome. He's even got that main accent that makes it even better. It also might help that he kind of looks like a guy I know in real life. But other than that, we have Jane, who is a totally movie character. I totally condone her being added to this movie. And yes, it might be because she's kind of cute. And why not have a couple of ladies in your movie? Because the book doesn't. Plus, she's a badass. So that helps. So, spoilers from now on. Let's get right into this, I guess. So we open up on the night shift at the mill. Guy's working in the picker room, which looks like it's a textile mill. So whatever the hell the picker does, all I know is it has rolling blades... And a shear with spikes on it. I don't know a lot about textiles, you guys. So that's the picker room. And that's, it's always ran at night because of the heat. The guy looks at the thermometer and it's over 100 degrees. And it pisses him off because he hates his job. So, you know, he slams the wall with his fist, accidentally hits a nail. He's cleaning up his cut and he throws the cotton ball down. And a rat starts to eat the blood on the cotton ball fucking gross then we have an audience of rats all around this place up on the rafters on the the piles of uh, cotton and everything and he wants to make an example so they leave him the fuck alone so he grabs one of them by the tail it throws it in the picker awesome you just put a dead rat in somebody's clothes good call but they don't seem to give a shit about that so he goes and gets another one and before you can drop it in a huge thing Knocks him into the picker. Like I said, not really a spoiler. Then we cut to the exterminator, Mr. Brad. Actually, we go through credits now and we see this flooded uh, cemetery that is important later, kind of, but not really. Once again, the book hasn't even started yet. I will let you know when the book starts. So we go to the exterminator and he is flushing rats out of a building down a river and he loves it. And the only thing I can think of is those rats can come back into the building if they don't die and several of them don't die in the scene. So that's like pointless. I mean, it's good for a little bit, but then they'll just come back. Also, you're not supposed to do that when you uh, are exterminating. Flush it down the road. That's fucking stupid. It gets brought up later. Don't worry. Now we get to the main part of the story. Hall probably has a first name. Don't care. He's new in town. He's looking for work. This is like the backstory to the point where the book starts. That's why I feel like they integrated it well. Hall doesn't get get much of a backstory he's a college student or he's college educated and that's about and he's a drifter of some description that's the only backstory you get from hall in the book so this shows some of it paul is new in town he goes into the diner looking for work and all of the locals start giving him shit and there's an old guy don't know his name they say it like once there's a fat guy who they say his name a lot towards the end of the movie but i can't remember what it is and then the third guy i don't know if they ever say his name if they do it's like shrouded in an accent and i couldn't understand what it was but he's got that ray leota face cheek thing going on so he's gonna be called ray for the rest of this deal with it but we cut to the basement of the mill after that scene and mr warwick is being told he needs to clean up the basement because it's a death trap or the place is going to be foreclosed on or whatever whatever it's called when they shut it down i'm not smart when it comes to that stuff fucking digging clay out of a hole in a movie i'm good with fucking business no clue but he bribes the guy and and takes the uh the report and he's like i'll have it cleaned up in a week or two come back then and i'll give this back to you now we're in his office warwick's office and all the assholes from earlier work at the mill this is when we get some backstory he's a hall's a drifter warwick doesn't like that because there isn't any guarantees hall's like you ain't got a guarantee on anybody so warwick's like you get the graveyard shift But then everything's broken up by Brad killing a rat enthusiastically. Hall's first night. There's rats in everything, just like earlier. And he does this thing that his book counterpart did, kind of. His book counterpart would throw cans at rats with his hand. Movie Hall uses a slingshot and soda cans. And he's pretty good at shooting. He shoots one and Brad just, like, jump scares in. And he's like, good shooting. But this is why Brad shines in this movie. And his, his eye leaking issue, whatever that is not to be insensitive but he's got it whatever that is and it really adds to this scene because it's a non-flashback mixed with why he hates rats so much. So he's talking to Hall and Hall giggles at him at first and then Brad's like look man, I'm not one of those pansies that embellishes stories it's just quit your grinning now let's tell you this non-flashback and this is a real thing that happened. By the way, he's not just making this up because it's part of a movie. You can also see it in Too Fast, Too Furious, in case you were wondering. But basically, he explains that they would capture one of his, one of the friendlies, army, whatever, soldier, U.S. soldier, stake him to the ground like Jesus, his words, not mine, and then they'd cut his belly open just enough to not kill you, and they'd stick a hungry rat's nose in the hole. And if the rat wasn't hungry enough to eat through your body just by doing that, they would put... Uh, a basket and a hot rice bowl over it so then the rat's like it's hot as fuck in here i'm gonna dig through you to get away from this that's a real torture that really happened in real life so gross But after he says all this giant monologue, which is great, his eye tears at, like, the perfect time. He's like, so maybe I might just be a little prejudiced. I'm like, fuck yes, Brad. You're the best around. No one's ever going to get you down. In other words, he hates rats a lot. Then we have this bald dude who's mimicking Warwick while Warwick's not there. He's, like, the jokester of the crew. And uh, he gets caught by Warwick and just about shits himself. As he gets told to do a different job real quick instead of making fun of the boss. Then we see Warwick hitting on Jane. It's not really hitting on. It's more trying to coerce her into being an office secretary with, you know, sex added on as, like, gratitude for getting her out of the hard work. Which he already has an office girl for that. And Jane's like, how about never? I told you no the first time. I'm going to tell you no every time. Hall overhears this, but it doesn't really do anything the old guy from the diner is stringing up lights in the basement for when they have to work, uh, till he's grabbed by a giant winged rat thing. Then we cut to haul at the diner. The locals prank him with a dead rat on a plate with food. It's gross. He plays it cool though, just moves it out of the way. And then he leaves the diner, and Jane's like, Hey man, want a lift? She thinks he's married, by the way. And Warwick sees this, and you could tell that he's a little jelly. Jane's from Castle Rock, if you guys cared. She's totally a movie character that doesn't matter to any books, but hey man, I don't know a lot about Castle Rock, to be honest. I need to Listen to the books with more characters from castle rock we're getting there give me some time this is where jane finds out that paul's wife is dead so she was kind of right so what you're telling me is she's got a chance That's a misquoted quote from Futurama, but whatever. He does play it cool, though. He's just like, she's dead, let's not talk about it. And she plays it cool, too. She's like, I didn't know. And then they were all good and left. Previous office girl just got put on cleanup duty, which is something that she gave up her vagina to never have to do for. But Warwick's a vindictive prick. Piece of shit. I didn't say I liked him because he was a good character. I like him because he's a horrific character and played well. So she smashes up his car with an axe... Fair enough, and Warwick's about to hit her after he choked her a little bit in front of a crowd of people out in broad daylight, even though he scolded her for putting her hand on his pants. In broad daylight earlier in the same spot. He's got a wife, by the way. You never really see her, though. It's just a picture later. So Hall stops that shit, and Warwick will remember that. So we get another night of Hall maintenancing the picker. He goes for a can, and then we get kind of like, I think it's the giant rat coming down, but it's actually Warwick coming to talk to him. And this is where the short story starts. So Warwick offers him the cleaning job for double pay. I mean, the money's different, but literally it starts with him throwing cans at rats. And And then Warwick being like, hey, you want some extra money? College boy? Kid? Guy? Whatever. So, Hall's gonna think about it. You can tell that everything Warwick does is malicious. He knows it's gonna be torture, so he offered it to him. Jane and Hall are at the diner flirting. Hall can't find a cigarette, or a light for a cigarette. And I'm not gonna lie, you guys, the way she lights his cigarette for him is really hot. Okay, moving on to the next point. I think they're at Hall's trailer, or Jane's trailer. It doesn't say, but it looks like Hall knows where he's going, doing. So I'm gonna say that... It's Halls. So they're bonding. We get her backstory, which is basically she moved here with her husband and then her husband left her and that's when Warwick started sniffing around and that's when she was like, yeah, I'd rather work than, than have to fuck you on, I think it was Mondays and Wednesdays or Tuesdays and Wednesdays, something like that. He had not picked out. She didn't appreciate it. I agree. It's nighttime now and the office girl, who I can't remember her name at all. I think it's long and weird, is snooping around. She finds the bribe evidence for... From the inspector, and she's like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna fucking take you down. And as she's running, there's some, her mouth isn't moving, but she's talking because there's some bad ADR up in this bitch. This is the worst it ever is. And the only, like, the sound is okay, but she's not talking and they didn't hide her mouth enough. It's like right in your face. She falls down some stairs. She's pretty twisted up. It's, It's not good, Uh, but then the rats come and eat her, so she's gone forever. In the basement, they're playing with the high-power hoses. Warwick's like, you should probably not do that, because you could fucking kill somebody with one. Hall kind of shit-talks Warwick, like, are we all going to get gold watches after we're done with this fucking shit job? I said more words than he did, don't worry. Warwick's like, oh, you got attitude? Well, I'm going to spray at that rat by your feet you don't see with this high-powered hose. And then we get a book line. Beats using soda pop i like the book lines most of this shit doesn't happen in the book by the way there's like four characters not like as many as there is in this one so the fat guy is spraying everything with the hose and he's really annoying about it like it's my least favorite part of the movie to be honest because every time he pulls he shoots the hose he goes he makes a sound like an arg sound like yeah That kind of shit. Every time. And he he does it a lot. It sucks. It's annoying. The, The rest of the people are actually cleaning like they're supposed to be. The jokester guy opens a desk with a bunch of rats in it. So they get annoying ass stupid spray guy to destroy this desk with this hose. And then he gets—he sees a rat sitting on a log looking at him. So he sprays it. Turns out it was the tail of the thing that's killed a couple people already. And it just, like, leaves. It's like, this spray hose annoyed me. I'm going to leave. I think it bleeds a little bit, so at least it can be hurt. And Joker starts bitching that he's not a fucking exterminator. A Warwick pops in and is like, hey, you said we. You talking for everybody? And everybody looks down, which is also something that happens in the book, kind of. And, uh... He gets fired. Warwick and Brad have a little discussion now, and Warwick is blackmailing. I say bribes in the notes. I think he just blackmails them. I should know that. They just watched the movie. We're just gonna say blackmailed, and I'm not gonna change it because of the pumping earlier in the movie, where he pumped the rats down the the river. That's illegal. And it's not in writing that the guy that told him to do it told him to do it that way. So he's got his nuts in a vice, and he might lose his license if he doesn't play ball with Warwick. So he plays ball with Warwick. And there's another little note. He's got a dog, and it's a little dog. I, he calls it a rat terrier, which is like totally a real dog named because they were trained to hunt rats. But the movie's like, we can't afford to get a rat terrier. We're gonna get a different kind of small dog. It's like, why? Why even bring that up? you don't have the right dog not to say that that dog couldn't be trained to hunt rats but don't bring up a breed of dog and not have that dog in there nitpick away so brad has to go to the cemetery to uh, take out the nest where all these rats are coming from we're in that graveyard and the dog runs off because it smells a rat scent but it goes into this tomb and then it cries out in pain and brad's like hey i gotta go save my dog and then when the floor starts to buckle on him He's like, I think I need to get out of here. Fuck that dog. And then he gets crushed for saying that by a stone casket to death. Back to the basement, you guys. There's more bonding between Hall and Jane because she's not having a good time and he's just like, we only got a couple more hours, then we don't have to do this shit anymore. But they find a trap door once breaks over and Warwick, being an asshole, is like, you found it, Hall. You go down there and check it out. And then another book line happens. Management should be represented on this venture. Then Jane volunteers and then they all go down there. And in the book, it's just Hall, Warwick, and Warwick one other guy that I don't remember if they ever say his name in this movie. But whatever, everybody goes down. So they're going down the trap door, and Jane sprains her ankle, or hurts her ankle, I don't know, she can walk later. Pretty alright. But that could just be adrenaline. Uh, going down the stairs, they break on her. The fat guy with the sprayer finds a severed arm and he makes him freak out and he goes to run up the stairs, but he's heavy and those stairs suck and they break and then he breaks through the floor and the stairs down to a sub level, a second sub level. So now they can't get up and he's being attacked in the water. You see the big thing go into the water and he's all bloody and dies and nobody helps him. They think about helping him, but this splits up the group. We have Warwick, Ray, and the new guy that I forgot to bring up and Hall and Jane Warwick's group finds some things they can use to make molotovs. And we find out that Warwick has gone crazy. And in the book, it's reversed. Hall goes crazy and Warwick is forced to uh, go die, basically. Hall and Jane fall into the bloody water from a different path. And they use a casket as a life preserver. Because, well, I don't know why. Cause she, Is it because of her foot? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. They're adults. They can swim. Warwick's group. The new guy heads up a new path because he finds it. And Warwick will never go first. He will always make everybody go first. Because he's not that tough even though he acts like he is sticks his hand through a hole because he thinks they can break it free to make a path but then his hand gets eaten off and warwick lazily tries to help until he pulls his arm out and it's just a stump that he's flailing around making viscera fly everywhere warwick and ray run the fuck off and the new guy gets pulled away by the rat monster the rat bat monster and shortly after that this is where ray breaks and if i could sing i would sing the song that this reminded me of but the quote that i have in my notes is no more no more no more you get it he he says no more quite a few more times after that string whatever warwick leaves him alone then we go back then it's alien 3 shot where ripley is sitting there and the xenomorph comes up and like sniffs her face and then goes away with charles dance's body in this scene we have ray with a lighter and a giant rat bat monster's face go up to him roar and then eat him You don't really get to see him get eaten, but Warwick gets to see him get pulled down into the sub-sub-basement. sub sub -sub 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 basement And as he runs away, he falls through the floor and he lands on a pile of skeletons. Like, a lot of human skeletons mixed with a lot of cow skeletons. It's a big fucking rat monster, you guys. With giant-ass talons. It's cool looking for a gross mutation. Hall and Jane finally get out of the water. They bust through a wall and they kiss Because they have to, because that's what lover interests do. Plus, I don't think they banged yet, so might as well get something. It's a movie. That's what they're all about. Get over it. But they make their way to the lair, and it pans up, and it's a matte painting. I love matte paintings, by the way. I don't care how out of place they are with good um, quality video nowadays, because I watched this on Blu-ray. Nothing's hidden. It's definitely a painting. But they zoom up, and it's open, and you can see, like, the mill or a building. So they've run far, far away from the mill underground. Apparently there's a cave. But as they go to leave, Warwick grabs Jane's leg and they try to help him. But once he comes to, he starts attacking them because he's a piece of shit gone crazy. And the first round goes to Hall. He beats him down. Warwick has a knife, by the way. But Hall grabbed the uh, cow jaw bone and uh, fended him off. In round two, Warwick's a little bit better because he beats Hall down and is trying to stab him. And then Jane comes up and hits him with a piece of wood and goes to try to stop it and she gets uh, shanked hard in the stomach. And he doesn't just stab her and go oh my god I stabbed you. He stabs pulls up and runs off basically. And then in real life sad face because I like Jane. And Hall checks to see if she's alive and she is not breathing she's 100 percent dead now hall's pissed warwick has a face off with the rat bat he slashes a wing and then gets eviscerated but he does bite it he's not he's not afraid of biting in this fight but then he gets a a double raptor claw to the guts and he starts getting eaten hall sees him get eaten but hall's like fuck this shit and climbs out of the sub 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 basement up into the picker room so i get guess that building wasn't the the mill it must have been a house but anyway he's up in the picker room the rats come in audience of rats and the rat bat is making his way up hall hooks it with uh one of the tools it's a hook a bailing hook thing that he uses in the job the rat bat's tail gets stuck in the picker and hall shoots a can with a slingshot at the go button but he misses and then the rat bat's about to get out and he pegs it just in time and it gets sucked up in there and it's real bloody and he's it screams real loud and it's deafening to hall but then the rats eat all the guts because the rats are fucking gross and then the credits roll and And the credits actually are fun. Instead of a song that they play during the credits, it's just a bunch of clips from the movie, lines from the movie, like superimposed together as like this weird thing. So you have Warwick saying something and then Brad comes in. And then if somebody laughs, that's get thrown in. It's fun. It's just a fun time. But that's it. That's Graveyard Shift. I'll tell you what happens in the book now. Because we're done with the movie. So in the book, spoilers ahead for the whole entire book, story, whatever, it's a short story. It's like a 30-something minute read, if you're good at reading. Basically, they go down to clean, Hall finds a trapdoor type situation, and is like, your rats are probably breeding down there. And Warwick's like, go down in there with your buddy. And he's like, I need you to come down here because your management. And he blackmails Warwick with uh zoning issues because he's a college boy. And he went to the library and he started reading some stuff. And uh, so they go down there with a hose and they see a bunch of different mutated rats as big as cats like when they're cleaning the basement they get attacked by a cat sized rat a couple times two different rats so they go down there and there's like fallout mole rats with uh no back legs it's gross hairless nasty rat and the queen mama rat is just a blob with arms and uh hall's crazy and he's trying to get warwick to break and instead of like mentally breaking him he just sprays him with the hose which pushes him into the big fat rat and he gets munched on so on his way out he gets attacked by a rat bat i don't think they're as big as this one is like the rat bat's bigger than the mama rat from the book and then he's going on a way out and then the, the story ends with the next set of crew coming in to check on him and then it just ends i don't have any idea why i like this movie so much by the way i just watched it one day i'm like hmm graveyard shift, Stephen King. story this was before i even knew and i watched it and i'm like yeah i fucking like this i like this a lot i have a a soft spot and it's weird because it's it's like stephen king movies have certain qualities like they're either like good like the shining and the green mile and all those or it's kind of mediocre with good acting in it, like Pet Cemetery. Or it's really fucking terrible, like Lawnmower Man, that has nothing to do with the book. Fucking devil-worshipping lawnmower naked eating guy. And then instead we get a handicapped man in a computer. What the fuck? Anyway, I do like the good ones, but I have more fun with the mediocre ones. They have like a certain like... I can't explain it, but it's like they were all made in like between the late 80s and like the early 90s or whatever and that's like the perfect time to have a mediocre movie with some good actors in it i don't know i'm just rambling i got nothing told you i couldn't explain it okay i'm done talking about this movie now i think everyone should go watch it it was on prime the last time i checked but i don't know if it's free so next week i'm gonna give itsy bitsy a little bit longer because i don't want to deal with the junkie mom thing so soon so <laughs> next week because i got it for christmas we're gonna look at tucker and dale vs. evil or dale and Tucker vs. Evil, however, it's written because I got a little bit of a backstory on when I first heard about it. It's not super special, but it's a great movie, and I am a sucker for a movie that you see the unravelings of the movie from the not-typical perspective, and this movie does that, but this one's... There's no but. This one's a comedy, too. There's another movie like this. It's a zombie movie. It's called, ah, Zombies. It's a lot of A's and a lot of H's. Zombie. That one's way lower quality, but it's from the perspective of the zombies, so that's why I like it. That's the quirk that makes me like it over other zombie movies. And it's a bad one, but we're not going to talk about that one. We're talking about two hillbillies getting a summer home that they've always wanted, and some things happen, and some college kids come up, and we have a problem. So I hope you have a wonderful week, and I will talk to you next time. Bye.